audio action. Salutations! I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is Quotes and Anecdotes. Hi! Hi! We forgot to introduce the third person in this room. My creaky chair! (laughs) It's quite creaky. I apologize in advance. Oh my goodness. Rickety. You didn't have to demonstrate it by moving all around in your chair. Yeah, that's kind of making a song. No, that's weird, Sophia. <laughs> yeah, and introducing it as the third person wasn't weird at all. You look shocked. You're like, who? What now? I'm very gullible. Like, yeah, really gullible. You are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy. Well, very... um, how are you today? Good. I'm glad. I thought I had to go to the gym today, and then I got up at 8.30, and then I was like, okay, we have to leave in, like for 9, right? And then I was like, no, I didn't book it. I was like, heck yeah. And so then I just organized stuff and read a book. Congrats. How are you? I'm great. Doing good. That's good. Well, why don't we jump right in? Let's do it. Today's topic is Sophia travel travel is something I am incredibly passionate about my entire family is very passionate about travel um so I have wanted to do this for a little while this topic and I'm very excited that we're doing it today we do yeah yeah it's it's something we both enjoy we're both lucky enough we, we do understand that not everyone has the means to travel um but even if it means it, it doesn't necessarily mean traveling far away. For some people, that might mean traveling. Just a city over can sometimes exactly. be quite an experience. Um, but it's something that we both find exciting and something definitely worth talking about. So Yeah. We wanted to and have a little chat. For everyone, so. Yes, of course. So, Bronwyn, would you like to start us off with your word? I understand you have a very special word today. Yes, I got very excited and dibsed this word as soon as I thought <laughs> of it. But my word today is, of course, wanderlust. Not of course, but, you know. It is Wanderlust, uh, which is an irresistible impulse or desire to travel the world. Uh, okay, it's just a beautiful word, really. It just sounds it really cool. It is. It's a really nice word. Yeah, it's, it wasn't introduced into English until 1902, and it comes from the German word Wanderlust, literally desire for wandering. Um, but in any case, it's just a... Ooh, I like that. A lust for wonder. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's just cool. It's just, I think, describes kind of the feeling that we both feel in relation to travel, which is just, I think if we haven't traveled for a while, I start thinking, ooh, it'd be so cool to go to this place, or, oh, this place sounds so cool. Um, and it's just, yeah, I don't know, it has a good connotation. It's just a nice word. Nice word. A good definition. It sounds nice. It's very straight to the point, but encapsulates a lot. So yeah, it's a noun. <laughs> Worth mentioning, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's about it. It's quite simple, but good way to a little s- starting point. Sophia, though, you do me. have a word. Um, I I do I do have a word. Um, this is also it's a word from it's. I don't think it's an English word. When I found it, I thought it was English, but then origin said that. It's Swedish, so I'm pretty sure it's just a Swedish word. It's not English, but we can still use it because we're cool. <laughs> no, yeah. No. 
Um, so my word, and I might butcher the pronunciation of it, was resfiber. It's spelled R-E-S-F-E-B-R. B-E-R. B-E-R. <laughs> and uh, it means the restless race of the traveler's heart before the journey begins, when anxiety and, in- and anticipation are tangled together. And I just sort of loved that word because it's something that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, and I'll get a little bit more into, into this in the anecdotes portion, but my family has been lucky enough to go to some really incredible places. And a lot of times, as with a lot of travels, uh, we have to wake up very early in the morning to go catch a flight or get driving or whatever. And my brother gets what he has dubbed anxious sleep. And which is the, the night before we leave, he cannot sleep. And I've experienced this too, especially when I was younger. It's like, oh my God, I can't wait. We're going on a trip tomorrow. I'm so excited. And then I just don't, I can't fall asleep because I'm so excited for the next day when we get to get up and get going. And so this word sort of resonated with me because it was just something that I've experienced, something yeah. that my whole family has experienced. I it's expect- this great atmosphere. Like the night before we go on a trip, it's like, ooh, tomorrow is is we're leaving and we're going to explore and yeah it's such a such a good time it's yeah a wonderful feeling I agree I, yeah I think that's definitely I've definitely experienced the same excitement and yeah yeah <laughs> all right so we can move on to quotes now I mean I both of our words were quite straight to the point but I think that they encapsulated a lot and I think also it's interesting that they both were words that aren't really English words yeah um because I think we've mentioned this before, but it's important to note, English doesn't always have words to describe things. And sometimes you find a word in a different language that has no direct translation, but it's perfectly really, Yeah, it's very fascinating to me when we find words that aren't English, but have described something that is just unable to be defined by English. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Bronwyn, what is your quote for today? So my quote is, wanting to travel reflects a positive attitude. You want to see, to grow in experience, and presumably to become more whole as a human being. And that's Ed Buren. And I have no clue who Ed Buren is. I've looked up (laughs) trying to find out who he is, and there's no information. So I think he might have written a book. I'm not quite sure. There was, was quite a... Um, convoluted and not very informative what I did find about him so just to the quote itself I think that it's interesting because regardless of whether or not someone actually can has the means to travel or, or can or can't travel the wanting to travel I think is very important because it shows how not only open you are to other cultures and customs but you want to learn and you want to experience things about the world, which I think is super important because just it really increases open-mindedness, Definitely. Um, which is a huge part of traveling for me because just that general knowledge and understanding that not everyone is exactly the same as your own little bubble or your own country, I think is super important. Um, and it really helps people grow, I think. So I just thought that was quite a, I thought that reflected a lot of what I think about traveling. Yeah, that's really nice. And I love that. I mean, like you said, not everyone has the means to travel, but it's it's not that that matters. It's sort of the curiosity yeah. and the willingness to travel and the, the desire to. Um, and maybe, like, even if you don't have the means to travel right now, if you still maintain that curiosity and desire, eventually 
maybe you will. Yeah. And you'll get there and you'll get to see the world. And I think that's very important. Yeah, and, and you know that there's more to see. You know that you want to grow an experience. You want to experience things that you might not experience in your own bubble. And that might even come from going to a different city somewhere else in the country, for example. Yeah. And just experiencing as much of the world as possible. I think yeah. it's super important. as much as you can. Even just like an hour road trip away and experiencing yeah. the next the closest city but it's still very different and maybe the culture is different yeah it's important to have that desire and that and it doesn't hurt that travel is fun <laughs> yeah travel is such a good time i think so too I love yeah so yeah just like that it um i thought that encapsulated a lot of what i think about traveling what my family thinks about traveling so yeah i really yeah. like it that's really nice what about your quote sophia um so my quote i found and i just thought it was really Maybe not quite as profound as yours, but I just thought it was really beautiful. And um, it is, I have discovered that most of the beauties of travel are due to the strange hours we keep to see them. So, not really um, a like a quote that makes you think, but very true. Yeah. Because, um, as I was mentioning with my word, when you travel, you often have to get up at odd hours of the morning or in the middle of the night to catch a flight or be able to drive and get there on time or whatever it may be um but because of this you well maybe you're jet lagged and you're super tired (laughs) but you get to see things that if you hadn't gotten up at those hours of the morning yeah those hours of the morning you would never have seen before and um I just think it's it's very important like maybe you do have to sacrifice a little bit of sleep to be able to have this wanderlust at yeah. seeing um, seeing the sights of the world. So I just thought it was a very truthful quote. And I, I find it. that very interesting because I, my reaction to that was almost the opposite because I was thinking not that you have to get up at a different time, whether it's to leave, to get to the destination or... I was thinking more when you get there, your your sleep schedule. If there's if it's oh, a different yeah. time zone, is so so strange that sometimes you might see something that even the people who live there don't get to see every day, yeah. right? Whether Ooh, if it's you're waking up too early and so you see the sunrise or something like that, I thought that was that's what I was thinking of. But I agree that that's a really interesting way good. of thinking about it. Yeah, you're right because usually, like at home, you don't get up at whatever hour at six thirty, I guess, to see the sunrise. Um, but when you're in a different country, or not, maybe not even a different country, but a different part of the country that you live in, there's, I don't know, there's something special about being awake before everyone else. Or yeah, totally. Else. And I think it's also interesting that it's, um, part of traveling is, maybe it is a little tricky to adjust sleep-wise, because that's something that I think many people struggle with. Yeah. But because you've gone to this place, often you just you just work through it, and that makes what you do experience even better because exactly. it wasn't all just... It's so, not all fun and games. Yeah, you have to get up early. It's a little tricky, but then you, the result of that is often even better. Yeah, I love that. The fact that when you uh, do go through some of these, I don't, not really hardships, but for lack of a better <laughs> word, hardships, um, it makes you appreciate the, the wonder of travel even more. And I think I that's agree. It's pretty special. Yeah. yeah. And who said this quote? Ah, I didn't say that. <laughs> um, this, the person who said this quote was named William Carlos Williams. I don't know what their parents were thinking when they named him. Oh, that's so William mean, Sophia. I'm, I know, that was really mean. And I, feel, I felt that. But it's just, 
he's got the same first name as his last name. I don't know what... <laughs> it's quite the name. I would totally agree. Yeah. Um, anyway, William Carlos Williams was a Puerto Rican-American poet and physician who lived from 1883 to 1963 and was closely associated with modernism and imagism. I wonder what imagism is. I'm not sure what imagism is. Shall I look up what images? <laughs> Go for it. Ooh, it's uh, a movement th- throughout um, 20th century English and American poetry, which thought clarity of expression through the use of precise images. Interesting. Um, quite interesting. I, I was thinking that it's interesting though that this person lived from 1883 and 1963, um, and still has. A quote that's the same, especially since I think oh, yeah. travel was quite different in like early 1900s. I Definitely. don't think it was. It was a lot more limited. I would. Yeah, I, I would think, and even so, this person had the same um, yeah. reaction that we were both. It makes you think that maybe traveling has always been this way and has always had this sense of wonder accompanied with it. Maybe that's why, like early explorers or um, yeah. pilgrims. Is that the word? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like pioneers who went across the sea and, and to find, discover new lands. Maybe yeah. it's part of that wonder of exploration. I think, yeah, and I, th- I think the even like original, I think, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm just guessing that a lot of like original travel, like not for migration purposes, but just like taking a day trip was a lot of it, I would assume is like related to religion because I think people would go to specific mm-hmm. religious sites and I think that it's interesting that the travel related to that was also so magical like for those people they were it was a magical experience it was like a life-changing experience for them and in a very yeah. dis- different sense it's still a very magical experience for you and me right definitely and it's magical to each person for different ways like certain people may be really interested in the culture of a certain yeah. place or maybe the the landscape or the animals but it's it's different for everyone i think that's another part of what makes travel so special and the world is so big that it's like and you have one life to live so it's kind yeah. of crazy that if you have no desire to see the rest of the world and i can maybe understand it if it's you just want to be happy in your own bubble. And, like, that is fair. I do understand that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also... There's so much to the world that it's just... Uh, I want to know as much about it as I can. And it can be easy to stay in your in your little comfort zone. But right. sometimes... And sometimes when you find the courage to break out of that, um, it makes what you find and what you see even more rewarding. Yeah. So... I agree. It's very important. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, now moving on to the anecdotes portion. Yeah. Um, Bronwyn, what are your anecdotes that you would like to share? Okay, so I have a few anecdotes. I've been lucky enough to go on quite a few trips, and part of that is, so my dad, for work, travels quite often, because his, um, his job is actually based in Europe, but, so he can work from home a lot, but he also has to travel quite a bit. Um, but that means that we get to go on work <laughs> trips with him, uh, which is very great. So, for example, I think I my two top favorite trips, I'll talk about the second one after, but one of mine was when I went to London with my dad and my sister. And we went to London, England, went with my dad for work, and my dad had because it was a trip for work he wasn't able to like visit the city really with us but my sister was maybe 19 or 20 
and so we could like go around the city by ourselves and it was one of the first trips that I ever took like I it was one of the first times I'd spent such an extended period of time just with my sister and it was really nice because it allowed us to get quite close um and it was really I felt so grown up being able to just go around the city with my sister um but it was just very fun and the city itself is probably my favorite city in the world um I love London I think it's just so beautiful it's so nice I don't mind the rain I love the rain uh so yeah I just really enjoyed that um and so it was really nice to be able to travel with my sister, especially to a country that I now really like, or to a city that I now really like. Uh, and the second trip that was also super special was in my family when we turned 13, we got to go on a, like part of our present was being able to choose a place in the world and getting to go just one-on-one with one of our parents. That's so, so nice. Yeah, so, and it's, so... For my brother, he went to Croatia. My sister went to Peru. My other brother went to uh, France. And my sister and I went, or sorry, my mom and I went to Argentina. That's amazing. Which I know you have a... What what made you choose Argentina? So we were actually originally thinking we were going to go to Thailand. um, And it, for some, for multiple reasons, that wasn't going to work out. So we ended up looking elsewhere in the world and we found this specific um adventure opportunity in Argentina which was a four day horseback riding trip in I mean I don't speak Spanish but Berloche mm-hmm. um and we went on that and we saw that that was a something we could do and we got really excited about that and so that really was part of the reason why we went um but yeah, so we went to Buenos Aires, Bariloche, and Ushuaia, um, and I think Bariloche was our favorite because that it was quite beautiful. Um, the landscape is like absolutely gorgeous. There are mountains, there are, there's desert, there are beautiful clear lakes. It was like everything in one. Uh, and we went on a horseback riding trip, and I'm, I think I've talked about this before, but I love camping trips, I love canoe trips, love them so much, and this was that we would ride horses all day, and then we would sleep by, like, in tents by a fire, um, it was really down to earth, the people were so amazing, it actually happened over my birthday, uh, one of the days, and they brought a, um, they brought a cake for me, um, by the campfire, so which I wasn't sweet. expecting, and then the candle broke, so the guy <laughs> held a, a cigarette lighter over the day <laughs> and told me to blow it up. It was just an experience, but it was really, really amazing. Um, and it was a little bit uncomfortable. It rained for one or two of the days, but it just was so amazing, and I loved it so much. And then the second place we went to was Ushuaia, which is the southernmost part of the world. Yeah. Um, and... Like, obviously, other than Antarctica, but, like... Yeah, yeah. no, I think it's the southernmost Most, uh, point. It's, like, the, the last road is what it's yeah. called. So, like, you, if... And there's a little you, train. If you go, it's... They call it, like, the end of the world. Yeah. Um, el fin del mundo. And um, it's, it's, like, it's the last place where you can travel. Right. As far as, I don't know, humanity... Besides yeah, um, and there's there's like a little train there that it's like the train to the end of the world. Yeah, and, you gotta go. and there's a national park, and that was really cool. And it was actually funny because Sophia and I didn't know this, but Until after <laughs> I know, and I'm like kicking myself I wish now. We'd... But 
at that time, Sophia was going on a trip to Antarctica, which mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll talk about. But Ushuaia is the jumping off point for expeditions to Antarctica. So yeah. she was in Ushuaia the same day that we were for only half a day. But even so, and it's a very small city and you really only like go on two or three of the streets. And somehow we didn't cross paths and we didn't know that we didn't realize that we were both there but we just happened to both be in this little city in Argentina at the same time yeah it was so cool and then afterwards we were we were talking to each other and we were like wait you were in Ushuaia then too (laughs) yeah it was was crazy we overlapped for just half a day but that's it's still crazy yeah it was very cool um and then the last place we went to was buenos aires at the very end of our trip and we were a bit tired at this point because it we were there for quite some time so it was the Mm -hmm. end of our trip but it was still such a beautiful city um we were taking it easy so we just went to a couple of parks and like got you know got a coffee went to the park and (laughs) played games and read books for a day and it was just overall really really wonderful trip uh so yeah that's the second part of my anecdote and then the third thing that I wanted to mention was uh just another quote and I saw that Sophia had added a bit of a philosophy of herself and I I saw it and I was like "Ooh, okay I'll just I'll add that too for mine um but it's just a little quote by Susan Sontag which is I haven't been everywhere but it's on my list and I think that's really great because I'm someone who really I just one of the things I love is learning about other cultures and other countries and travel and I love to just travel everywhere in the world and get to see different people's perspectives of the world and how they live their lives and yeah I would love to do that so yeah that's really nice I love that's, that that's my anecdotes what about you Sophia um well I have a couple of different anecdotes but to explain First, really quickly, um, my family, we are incredibly lucky because we have been able to go on a multitude of different trips to just crazy places, um, which I'm, I'm just very, very lucky to have had this uh, opportunity. But the reason why I have, <laughs> I've been to all these places is because my grandfather works for a traveling agency, traveling company, it's called Lindblad, it's in... Um, connection with National Geographic a lot. Ooh. So um, we, because of this, we've had the opportunity to go on many, many trips. Um, but before I get into spe- what the specific trips are that we've been on, I found, while I was looking at travel quotes, I found two other quotes that I really liked, but they weren't like my what I wanted as my overall quote. But one that I really liked is, I never travel without my diary. One should always have something sen- sensational to read on the train. So I just found that kind of funny um, because I, since I've been to a lot of places, I keep travel journals. So every time I, we go on a trip, I have a journal for that trip. And every day I write down the date and what happened in that day. I start from the moment I woke up and then like breakfast, what we did in the morning, lunch, what we did in the afternoon, and then dinner. And I just uh, take down everything, everything I remember. Um, and that's just my way of remembering the experience. My dad takes a ton of photos and he's a very talented photographer. So that's, that's sort of his way of encapsulating everything. But what I do is I just write everything down so that, because I'm always afraid I'm gonna forget yeah. something important or a little snippet of the trip. So I always keep journals. I've kept journals since first grade when I first knew how to write. 
Um, and my travel journals are something very special to me, and I have a big collection of them in my room. So I just I found that quote very relatable. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, sometimes I do go back and read through my travel journals on the plane. Usually I write my last entry on the plane of just like a little overall. I'm so, so thankful cool. for this trip. And yeah, so just something that I like to do. I really like that, Sophia. Um, and then I found a second quote that uh, the first quote was sort of like my philosophy, and the second quote is my family's philosophy. Oh, and that first quote was said by Oscar Wilde. Um, and then this second quote is, travel in the younger sort is a part of education, in the elder a part of experience. And that was said by Francis Bacon. Um, and this is just what my parents tell everyone anytime they ask, like, oh, are you okay with taking the kids out of school for that amount of time, or... Whatever, like, for example, we've already talked about when I went down to Antarctica, which I'm going to get into more detail after. But um, we, I had to, we had to be, it was about a two-week trip, including Mm -hmm. the traveling at the beginning and the end, because it takes a while to get down there. Um, So we had to get permission from the school to be taken out for that amount of time. And my parents thought that, I mean, they were completely okay with it, because traveling is a part of, it's... It's you can you will learn more when you travel than you can learn in two weeks of school. My family is exactly the same, and my mom always gets so annoyed at this school because she's like, yeah. they let kids miss school for sports, but not for traveling exactly. the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's something that my family is exactly the same in that. Yeah, yeah. and so I found that, and I I really liked that because that's that's what my parents tell everyone when asked yeah. about traveling in their experiences yeah well and you do learn so much right you like, do it's it's so much it's more important than unforgettable what you learn yeah it's an experience like having that experience you can always make up a math class and learn exactly. what you missed but like sometimes these trips are once in a lifetime literally and you're you can't miss that you know yeah because it could shape who you are definitely that's a very good way of putting it um yeah, so then I guess for this next part, just specifically a couple of the amazing places that I've been. I've been lucky enough to travel to a whole bunch of different places, um, all because of, mostly because of my grandfather, so I am incredibly lucky in that regard. But uh, the first part, the first, my favorite place, well, prob- it is probably my favorite place that I've been to, um, which we've already talked about a little bit, is Antarctica. Um, we went to Antarctica over Thanksgiving, which was also quite the experience because we had a little mini Thanksgiving on the boat (laughs) and it was very weird to be, uh, on the boat and not at home watching the Macy's parade and everything, but it was interesting. Um, and yeah, so we were in Antarctica for a while. We went down, um, we came down on your... I guess one of your last days in Argentina, right. yeah. and that was when we overlapped at Ushuaia. So we had to fly down to, we first went to Chile, and then to Ushuaia, and then from Ushuaia we t- uh, took the boat. And we were lucky, we, uh, there's a passage when you are going down to Antarctica called Drake's Passage, and you either get the Drake Lake, the Drake Shake, <laughs> and the Drake Shake is apparently when the boat is like flying and um, it's crazy and everyone's seasick, but we got the Drake Lake. But even with the Drake Lake, um, my mom and me a little bit, my brother were all a little like, oh no, a little nauseous. But um, it was so worth it. And the people on the boat were so nice. I met so many friends and so many nice mm-hmm. people. 
um, we had all this, it was so funny, we had all this gear, this huge gear, um, we had huge winter coats and very specific boots, and uh, we went on to these big ice floats, we saw penguins, mm. we saw chinstrap penguins and Adelie penguins, and they were so loud, but so cute, they, and they're so clumsy too on land, they were so adorable. Um, one of my favorite experiences was there were two divers on the boat who, um, they would go and they would dive to show us the marine wildlife of Antarctica, which I didn't know existed, but there's a lot of stuff down there. There's, they took, uh, krill. They had these specific cameras that could zoom in really close, I guess, and see the really tiny krill. They went ice diving at one point and they they found an iceberg and went all the way down oh my god um like underneath the ocean it was so cool That's and there so were cool. there were little holes in the ice and they were showing us um they would give at the end of every day they would give lectures and they would have the videos that they took while diving um and those two people were incredibly inspirational for me as a little eighth grader um to see that that was an option as a yeah. career, as a marine biologist, like you can uh, do that, was really inspiring and special for me. And it changed, like um, now you're part of the marine bio club. Exactly. It literally did, like you said earlier, shape my life a little bit. So I'm extremely thankful for that opportunity. One last fun little anecdote about Antarctica was that while we were there, we participated in the polar plunge. Oh no. And... Um, it was one of those things where it was really spontaneous, and the expedition leader at the beginning uh, made an announcement to the boat. It was like, all right, everyone, today's, today's the day. Today's the polar plunge. They found a calm spot of water. And so we were kind of famous on the boat because we went in as a family. And I'm sorry, I'm talking so long about Antarctica. No, but, I'm so um, we It was the four of us, and we all held hands and went, one, two, three, go, and jumped into the water. We were in bathing suits, like bathing suits that oh, you would wear. Oh, my goodness. We weren't even in, like, wetsuits or anything. Bathing suits that you would wear into a pool in the summer. It was insane. And, of course, the three seconds before we jumped in, a little mini piece of ice floated by. It was crazy. The water was 28 degrees Fahrenheit, I think. Oh, my goodness. And we jumped in and... Wait, how is the water below yeah. freezing? Because it's ocean water. Like oh, ocean, okay. Yeah, it doesn't that freeze. Sense. It's going to moving. <laughs> yeah. And it's it also was, salty. And it's salty, exactly. Yeah, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. Um, and my brother shot out of the water like a penguin. We thought we were going to die. But, um, you know, they, it, they were very cute. They had hot chocolate waiting for us. They were like, here you guys go. They wrapped towels around us. It was quite the experience. so funny. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, and then lastly, I've, I've talked about Galapagos before. But, I mean, just a quick return to it. I had to mention it um, because we are doing this travel episode. But uh, we went to Galapagos with Lindblad twice. Once when I was in first grade and once when I was in fourth grade. And both of those times were incredible. When I was in first grade and went, that was the first time I kept a travel journal. I wrote about baby sea lions. I spelled baby wrong. (laughs) And... um, there were the, those were incredible it was really hot both of the times that i went so i got like heat sickness oh no but i was like as a six-year-old i guess i was like no i want to go still i want to see the all the blue-footed boobies and have fun and so those were just unforgettable trips opposite climate um, yeah. since galapagos is right on the equator 
So it was a lot of snorkeling. We got to snorkel with sea lions and penguins, which was incredible. I love snorkeling. It's one of my favorite things to do. And then as we've talked about um, this summer, my grandfather has a, fa- uh, it's all because of my grandfather. <laughs> he has a family friend in Galapagos and they run a program for high schoolers. And so as we've talked about, I was lucky enough to go down there and camp with the, uh, with a bunch of kids from the U.S. as well which I also love. It was also pretty rough. It was raining almost every day that we were camping. Thinking back, and doesn't it feel so exciting? Yes. And it was it was so weird. You were sleeping in, in tents and you, it was cold and wet, but it was such an experience. Um, we got to see giant tortoises. Um, and we got to go snorkeling there as well. I saw some sharks, which was really cool. Sharks, sharks can sometimes be freaky, but the sharks that were there were smaller and they were black and they were just so majestic and I loved them. That's so cool. Um, and I mean, obviously at the end, the last two, two and a half weeks, I stayed with a family there who we've talked about before. Um, and that was an unforgettable experience. I'm still in contact with the family. Um, I hope to see them again soon. I love all of them. Yeah. And so that was also an experience that definitely shaped my life and it yeah. led to some some changes this year. I mean, I've come to the farm a lot more. Yeah, partially as a result of that's of so cool. Galapagos. So yeah, it's uh, traveling has definitely shaped my life in many ways. And of course, I recognize that I am extremely lucky to have had all these opportunities, and that yeah. not everyone gets to have these opportunities. But I encourage everyone as you get older, or if you find an opportunity to travel later in life um, or soon definitely take it yeah. because it can it can change who you are and it can yeah. change your life yeah. in positive ways I totally agree well and I forgot to mention this before but something like that I would love to do at some point is travel with friends in our friend group and this is something that I forgot it's to so mention but especially like as we've been talking about having um how much we both love traveling it just it would be so fun to go somewhere with I don't know with us as a group and even if it only ended up being with part of the group it's still I would love to be able to share those experiences because yeah I'd love to see how the people in our friend group would react to yeah some of the incredible pleasures of of traveling and the learning experiences yeah and I think that would just be so such a that's something that is on my bucket list, bucket list yeah, to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and even if it's that. not a big trip, it just would be cool to do that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that was so exciting to talk about. It's so exciting it's that so we much have. Fun to talk about. We have exactly the same mindset. I know. And re- I love <laughs> that our families think very similarly about travel. Travel. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is a good way to end this. If you don't have anything else you'd yeah. like to add. I'm all set. So, yeah, as Sophia said, if you have the option to travel, take it, even if it's a little bit nerve-wracking, if you've never traveled. And I know that, I, for example, if airports, I know that that's something for me. I just, I find airports stressful, but it's one of those things that as soon as you get to your destination, you are so happy that it's you... It's very gratifying. Yeah, too. you're so happy that you were able to get through that. And so any reservations you have about traveling if you're presented the option, I would so highly advise you to take it yes. because just... I would definitely as well strongly yeah. encourage you to take it's any so opportunity It's so important and it's so fun. 
It really is. As you, I hope you've seen, it really is really fun. So let's quickly give a shout out to our music. <laughs> our intro music is Inspirational Life. And our outro music is? Blossoming Inspiration. And our cover artist is? Um, you can find her on Instagram at DinoBite, that's spelled D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. And she's amazing, she does great art, she did our cover art, and so as you can yeah. see, all of her art is really incredible. And yeah, if you want to follow us on Instagram, please do. Yeah. At quotes and, what is it? I think it's quotes, quotes dot, dot and dot and anecdotes, right? Yeah. Uh, and run. feel free to rate on iTunes, leave a, leave a review, email us if you have yeah. ideas for topics, if you have comments on our um, on our episodes, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Any suggestions of yeah. things that you want us to do? So let us know. And yeah, thank, thank you, you for listening to Quotes and Anecdotes. We hope you had fun because we certainly did. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And cut. <laughs>